Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of Big Pesci Island Vibes. I am your luscious host, Michael Hopkins. And uh, my typical co-host, Dylan Beckwith, is unavailable. He tragically perished in a boat fire. And uh, we are sending him our best wishes in the afterlife. But uh, we have a special treat for you tonight, or today, whenever you're listening to this. Some people listen to this in the morning. Whether you're listening to this on your commute to work, on your way to the salt mines, uh, whether you're on your way to clean up some piss and shit, if you're in a janitorial position, whatever it may be, I'd like to welcome a very special guest, my wife, my wife, Christine. Welcome to the podcast, Christine. Hello, and um, R.I.P. to Dylan. R.I.P. Dylan. Uh, hashtag, bless you, Dylan. We love you so much. Bless ya, ya Dylan. Like Y.A.? Right. Okay. Has- hashtag bless ya, Y.A. Dylan, and we spell Dylan D-I-L-L-O-N. It's not how his name is spelled, but that's how we like to spell it in the hashtag. But, uh, anyway, uh, welcome to the podcast. Christine, my wife. Hi, Michael. Hello. Thank you so much for being here tonight. And how are you doing this evening? Oh, you'll find me well. (laughs) I have found you well. I found you well over a decade ago. Because, uh... Well, for the listeners, we were actually high school sweeties. Can you speak on that a little bit? Uh, we kind of liked each other in high school. Barely. Barely. <laughs> we were too too shy to act on much of that liking. Mm-hmm. But we we liked each other. We were both kind of outcasts, so we didn't have much going else like else going on for ourselves. So we, fond memories. Fond fond memories fondant memories <laughs> because you're a cake, cake decorator yeah, fondant so. memories. yeah it always comes back to fondant with her but yeah uh what the first time you saw me i was probably wearing my patented uh uh columbine style trench coat i watched you walk home from school in your trench coat while i was driving by in my hatchback dodge omni that was painted with pink flames on the sides and zebra stripes on the hood. That was the coolest car. And I, I saw you, you zipping saw around. Oh, I was zipping oh, by yeah. you. I was like, that looks like a weirdo I could like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I felt the same way about you. Would have been a little threatening these days to see you, I'm sure. But uh, there was no uh, threats. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that I... Uh, exuded a kind of benevolent kind of presence, so it never became a big issue with, like, the counselors or anything. Um, did you ever have any run-ins with the school counselor when you were in high school? Other than 
other than them wanting me to try harder, <laughs> mm, sure. not really. They, I think they were all disappointed because they knew I was smart, but I was pretty much unwilling to um, challenge myself. So all like harder classes they wanted me to take, I was like, no, mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. <laughs> yes, I, I think I had a similar conversation with the uh, counselor at school and I I do recall one particular conversation where I think the uh, counselor was kind of trying to figure out what I was all about and oh first train of the episode choo choo we got a chugga chugga break um but yeah, the the conversation I had with the counselor was he was trying to figure out what I was all about and I uh I remember I was saying like, well, I'm not like any of those uh idiots that are into sports. And he he kind of defended those guys and was like, "Well, they're not idiots." And that always kind of stuck with me cuz like, you're right, they're not idiots. They're just different. And it, I and feel so like my. that's and so in am my I. own way. That's right, Mr. Counselor. And we're all different, Mr. <laughs> Counselor. And then he handed me the high school award of best smart boy, Freako. best best Freako boy, number one Freako. Yes, mm-hmm. I was voted least likely to shoot up the school, even though I had a trench coat. So I think that probably uh, added to my. Uh, prevalence in school. I was one of those guys that kind of towed the line between complete freak, dipshit loser and really popular uh, all-star genius (laughs) and class clown. That's right. People could kind of get along with me but I was also on the outskirts. What what was your role? I was very similar. I had friends in all walks in high school. I I got along with a lot of people but I wasn't like in any cliques whatsoever and I kind of kept my distance with most people. Actually my whole senior year I didn't even go to school. I did the college classes instead. That's right. And was that uh, Vanguard Career Center then? No, no. I went to Terra Community College. I went to the community college all senior year instead where I actually didn't have to show up and they didn't keep track of my attendance. So I had terrible attendance at my college classes while I was a senior in high school. So I pretty much wasn't even part of the school at that point and I barely walked in my high school um, graduation. I didn't want to. I was forced into it and there's not a single picture of me graduating high school. Not a single picture. I mean honestly that sounds pretty rad and (laughs) (laughs) totally rad. (laughs) It kind of sounds like the ideal high school uh, experience. I got out of there as soon as I could. Yeah absolutely. myself extremely i think that that's unless you're one of those real uh, studenty people that goes on to college and proceeds to be very studenty 
that's that's the way to go about it is to try to get the fuck out but also graduate at the same time well that's kind of funny because i actually i care i cared a little bit and i graduated maybe 26th in my class of 150 students I graduated with a three point like seven or eight or something. Anyway, sure. So I mean, I I care to an extent, but. But yeah, if you could, I think anybody, uh, with any semblance of sanity, if they could opt to not be in high school and still graduate, they would probably go for that, right? Yeah. Yep. And I highly encourage, um, like, tech prep or other kind of situations where you can actually practice something. Oh, choo-choo break! Choo-choo! The train is still going, folks. Probably the longest train in the county. And there's some long boys in this county. Believe you me. When we first moved here, and the first couple of nights that I woke up to a loud train I thought I was gonna die I thought there was an airplane plummeting straight towards my house I was so not used to the noise we're what 25 feet from a train right now like no it's more than 25 feet okay 50 feet no it's more like 20 yards it's more like 100 feet I could touch it if I I reached out the bedroom window listen how many feet are in a yard seven how many yard are in a feet? Seven. <laughs> that's correct. Oh, that's why I love her, because she's so smart, and she knows yards. She knows feet, which I respect. But then she knows yards? Oh. I'm like, what? You don't want to know Mike's feet. Prom- okay. Promise me you don't. I have some of the uglier feet in our family, which comprises of four people, two of which are children. And have adorable feet. Adorable feet. I I think peak feet, peak feet <laughs> cuteness probably ends around, I don't know, 20, 20, early 20s. And then they just start becoming like horrible talons, like a, some kind of uh, uh, buzzard or some kind of... Are we talking about beak feet or peak, peak feet? Beak... Well... I, okay, you started saying buzzard. I was I was already thinking beak feet from when you said peak feet. Sure. Now I'm completely confused. All right, I'm gonna take my socks no, off. No, don't. Nope. Take, here no, they go. No, no, no I'm no, doing no, no, it. Here, no. look, look, look no. at him. Look at him. <laughs> beak feet. Okay. Okay. That's a bit. That's a little beak feet bit that we do. <laughs> Nobody's ever heard it before, so we're premiering it here on the podcast. The old beak feet bit. We still have at least 40 minutes left to go. Plenty of time to end this marriage. We're going to break up, and it's going to be really engaging. It's going to be really good for the listeners, because they're going to see the transformation. To what happens to you in the podcasts from here on out. Wife well, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Things in the next episode, <laughs> I'm going to be, you know, Severely a little askew and depressed. And then the episode after that, I'm going to be really bad, like really in it. It's going to be rough going. 
And Dylan's gone, so... I mean, Dylan's had his up and ups and downs, and I feel like he's at a real... He's at a real down right now. So it'd be Being interesting... six feet under, you mean. Well, yeah, exactly. It, it, when you're dead... <laughs> when you're dead, you're, you're really down. down. <laughs> That's probably the most down you could be, is when you're dead. And, uh... We don't know that. I hate to hate to make light of the whole situation with Dylan, but um, in all sincerity, he died in a boat fire, and it was a big fire. It was completely completely preventable. It, oh, absolutely, absolutely. If there had been certain uh, safety precautions, like bonfires on boats, is a no no. General are, no, are not good. Generally speaking, Dylan, why did you do that? Oh my God, why did you do that? That's what I cried at his grave, at his funeral. I, 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 <laughs> I cried at his grave, and there's footage of this too. I don't know why somebody was videotaping this, but I cried at his grave. I said, "Why did you have a bonfire on a boat?" And I was the only person to ask that question, <laughs> <laughs> and I was embarrassed. For him, mostly. <laughs> you know? It's oh, embarrassing man. for him. Like, why would you do that? But, uh, anyway, he's he's long gone. And, uh, this recording is to kind of honor him and his life. So let's not talk about him So, yeah, anymore. let's try not to discuss him <laughs> at all. <laughs> he would have ha- hated that. You know, because... If there's one thing I know about Dylan, it's that he hated being center spotlight. Um, <laughs> he. All right. Um. So, Christine, what what else is going on? Uh, with you? I mean, what what's going on? Come on, let's let's get real for a second. I, we've been we've had a lot of fun on this podcast so far, but let's get real for a second. Um, One. Well, we've been married for a year, and you've never asked me this question before, so. Oh, boy. Okay, so, what's going on with me? Yeah, I wonder what's going you, on with you. You really want to know after all this time? Yeah, I kind of finally want to know. I've been waiting to ask until at least a year into our or marriage. At least, at least you were being recorded so that you could look like a good husband. This is. Now you care. On record, folks. Let's hear it straight from the horse's mouth and for the record as long as we're being on record i'd like to say that my wife is not a talking horse (laughs) (laughs) she just gave me the most most horse-like look (laughs) so now i'm doubting everything that i've ever thought all right no i'm great she's great folks i'm great Oh my god. As you have gotten to know Mike, he is a joy and a pleasure. So, that's my life. Did you get a mosquito? No, there's a fly. Oh, there's fly. a fly biting my... Jeff Goldblum was biting my wife. Uh, Jeff I, Goldblum. I loved the fly growing up. So, um, when I was growing up, I had an aunt that watched me a lot, and she... All we watch were like scary movies and X Files, and like she introduced me to Pink Floyd, The Wall, and Lost Boys, The Labyrinth, any kind of like darker type, just like not super kid friendly. Sure. 
Pet and Cemetery. I'm trying to think of what else. That's like, dark. She let you watch The Fly. And we watched The Fly. That movie is deeply, deeply upsetting, even as an adult. No, I watched m- many movies that I would not have normally gotten to watch at the age I was watching them at my aunt's. Yeah. That is wild. I'd say out of the movies that you listed, though, The Fly is the most upsetting. Because I could watch that movie today and I would I would be upset because there's some really upsetting imagery in that film. Yeah. Especially um, as like a seven-year-old watching it. I mean, sure. Just, some things you can younger. process. I don't, I don't even remember what age is. It is fucked up. And um, the other movies you mentioned, I mean, The Labyrinth probably being the most tame of the ones that you listed. But even The Wall. The Wall definitely has some upsetting imagery and some very adult themes. But I, didn't, I definitely did yeah, not understand at that age. But. I'd say, like, if you're going to show a kid The Wall, I'd say they need to be 12. Do you think that that's pretty reasonable for The Wall? Considering that? It's hard to say because I, we have a five-year-old and I guess I, I wouldn't quite watch it with her yet, but I mean... That's... Well, she I don't think she'd be into it at all yeah. is the thing. I mean, like, even if you tried to show her the wall, she'd be like well, I mean, bouncing off the wall. Not like watch this, but like, have it on while she's You around. need to watch this. No, no. You need to see the... You need to see how he builds the wall, which he never really builds the wall in the wall. Let's be honest. I think I think Donald Trump did a better job than Pink Floyd in building the wall. Wouldn't you agree? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they should do a reboot of the wall with Donald Trump. And he could do all the music too, because we all know what a great singer he is. No, no that's fair. I think we need more presidents that are musicians. Because <laughs> Obama, I mean... We don't know. He he uh, he sang a little bit. There are some clips of him singing. You know, he'd, he'd go out and sing a little bit, and then he'd go off and order some more drone, sti- drone strikes on the Middle East. Which is, you know, that was his thing. But then uh, Bill Clinton, he played the saxophone. Do you remember that? Do I remember watching Bill Clinton play the saxophone? That's what I'm asking you right now. I I don't remember watching him. I know he played the saxophone. I don't remember watching him play it. Yeah, he was part of the band on Saturday Night Live. He would play the the sax every Saturday for an entire year. He probably did once, though, right? I think he played... Once, <laughs> just I to prove that he could play it. I don't know. I think that was part of the selling point. And I think um, John Kerry, he was like a uh, singer-songwriter or something like that. But he never became president, so who's to say? You Can you, you couldn't, if, all right, let me start over. With a new topic? No. <laughs> I want to continue on this because I want to ask you if Donald Trump did play an instrument, what instrument do you think he would play? Oh my god. Triangle? 
Maybe uh, I, I'm trying to picture it, and I can't. Hold on. I'm thinking maybe a uh, clarinet. Maybe might look good maybe you should clarinet. get a, a phone lines in here on the podcast, and someone could like call in somehow. Is that a thing? Well, we do sometimes reach out to the listener and say you can reach us at uh, BPIV Podcast on Twitter. And let us know what instrument you think that Donald Trump would play. But no one has ever reached out to us. So <laughs> <that> is... <laughs> Maybe someday, baby. Someday. I feel, no, right now, uh, if, if people listen to this podcast, it is their secret shame, which is fine. Because in a lot of ways, this podcast is my secret shame because I don't go around broadcasting it to, like, co-workers. And... Well, someday, you're going to have... 300 episodes, and you're going to be like, you should listen to this, and they'll get hooked. That's they're right. They're going to come back, and they're going to listen to all of these. Sure, sure. Including this one, right now. And especially this one, so because... So thank you for future listener. Thank you so much, future listener. Maybe it's like 2052 right now when you're listening to this. Yeah. Which I'd say... Or like an alien is brought like listening to us right now. Oh my god! If this is an alien listening to this, let me just say one thing. I'm get, anti- get off of the planet Earth. I, get off! Get off my planet! Welcome to Earth, bitch! Isn't that what Will Smith said oh. on Independence oh. Day? <laughs> and then he then I punch you, but I can't punch you because it's a podcast. But um, <laughs> I digress. <laughs> but I digress. The aliens in Independence Day were gross. Let's be honest; they're really ugly, right? Do you remember that film at all? I don't remember Independence Day. We'll really. have to watch that again because obviously, top three no. best films I ever mean, made. I watched Men in Black and Wild Wild West and stuff like that, but I don't remember in Independence Day as much. You know what bugged me about Men in Black? Their shirts were white. Those should have been black, too. <laughs> Don't you think? It should have been Men in Black and suits with white with shirts. With white shirts, yes, exactly. <laughs> That's what it Which may, It may have been a slightly longer title, but it would have been more apropos, I guess. But, um, yes, if you are an alien, I'd like to say uh, I hope that you're benevolent. And uh, please do not harm our species in any way, and I hope that we're not doing the same to you. Do you think that's I'm, fair to say? By the time this is happening, I'm sure we are. <laughs> we're doing much right. harm to them. That's possible. Man, aliens, yo. Man, aliens. Let's not talk about aliens. Yeah, let's. how about we not talk about aliens? Maybe we'll go back around on that topic. Did you ever see Mars Attacks? Um, yes. Yes. That was a scary movie. Because the aliens in that movie were purely antagonistic. They had no interest in peace. They literally just wanted to kill people. And, uh, at the time, I remember those effects being pretty effective and... It freaked me out when See, I was little. I feel like rewatching that movie. I would really like to rewatch that film. Uh, it did terrible when it came out, but I feel like it's one of those movies that kind of gained a cult following throughout the years just because of the subject matter. Mars Attacks, of course, based on 
it wasn't even a comic series. It was a trading card series, interestingly enough, which it was like the first set of trading cards that kind of emulated comics. And they just wanted to make a movie based on the iconography of those aliens. But I don't want to get too deep into that. It is a good film from what I remember, but I haven't seen it in like fucking 15 years. Anyway. I digress, which is <laughs> which is what we considered renaming the podcast. I digress. Or uh, sometimes when Dylan and I have kind of run the gamut on our whatever we're speaking about, I'll finish it by saying, good, 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 good. <laughs> and that will signify the end of that conversation. <laughs> so maybe good, good, good with commas in between the goods would be a good rebranding. What do you, th what do you, Christine, what do you think of the name Big Pesci Island Vibes? Um, it's pretty weird. It is weird, and that's what we were going for, but we're not entirely sure that that's the best choice, is being weird. <laughs> well, people will have no idea what you're going to be speaking about. It's true. And. Which is probably the truth for each episode, right? They don't know what you're going to be doing or talking about, right? That's true, I so, mean... might as well start off with that. Like, you don't know what you're tuning into, we don't know what we're telling you. That's pretty good. So why, why not? That's good, because I've heard podcasts that have, like, a sort of tagline in the beginning to kind of give listeners a sense of what they're going to be going through, and that that's a good idea to kind of let people know... That they don't know. That we don't know. They don't know. Let uh, them know that we don't know. And then we can move on from there, because in the description, this podcast was supposed to be about, specifically about film and television, but we kind of deviated from that formula pretty early on, and it just kind of became about whatever, which is, if you've listened to any of this before, that is exactly what happens. We would talk about whatever. Now, Christine, hmm, <laughs> what, if you were, it, it, uh, oh, if you were told to talk about whatever, what would you talk about? What is something <laughs> that you're very knowledgeable about? Okay? Oh, nothing. Are you joking me? I know, but if you had to speak on something, what is something that you could feel like you could drone on and on about? There's not much. Um, complaining. I can complain for a long time. Why don't you talk about that a little bit? What <laughs> What are some of your favorite ways to complain about things? Uh... <laughs> Laughing awkwardly. I laugh awkwardly. <laughs> That's good. I like that. That's one of my go-tos. If, if I don't know how to react to something that somebody has said to me, I will chuckle awkwardly and kind of turn away as if, like, That's the conversation's over. what I do in every conversation yeah. I've ever had with anyone. Not with me, though. We maintain <laughs> eye focus. 
and then we have to live each live with each other after that. Are you getting sleepy? <laughs> Listen, she's not really built for podcasting. It's kind of an endurance trial because we're about halfway through and she's tapping out. <laughs> I am I am not. I am not. You're not tapping out? Why don't you say something to me then? Why don't you say something controversial? Whoa. But not so not won't. racist. And she's not a racist. <laughs> She's mouthing all these slurs to me right oh, yeah. now, though, which is kind of fucked About up. About us both being Caucasian? Yeah. Whoa. We don't use that word on this podcast. We don't say Caucasian. <laughs> we say cracker. Oh, okay. Okay. Alright. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. <laughs> Are you done? I can't come up with the, uh... The speaking points here. You're the interviewer. This is what you do to your guests. You interrogate them. If I had, like, Dave Chappelle on the show, <laughs> I'd say, why do you hate trans people so much? So, I'll pretend you're Dave Chappelle. Christine, <laughs> why do you hate the trans community so much? It's kind of messed up. Whoa! <laughs> that is very strange. All right, thank thing. you so much for coming to Slandering My Wife <laughs> podcast. No, but we're having fun. We're going to keep on going. Um, Christine, we've been watching... We spoke briefly on the last episode about Stranger Things, or as yeah. Dylan and I called it, Stronger Things. Um, what do you think the uh, appeal is to a show like this? Aside from the obvious uh, 80s nostalgia. Well, that's most of it, I think, is is the throwback feeling of the show. But how, why do you think that the 80s nostalgia hits so hard, even though neither of us were really alive for most of the 80s? I mean, I was born in 86. 86. And things take a long time to, to change. I still feel like I can very much relate to things from the 80s because that's the stuff that was still around in my household while mm. I was growing up. You know what I mean? We weren't quick to the times to update to new things. So, I mean, we had an Atari and we, you know, had Nintendo. We had a lot of throwback music, furniture, things that can relate to the 80s. So I feel like even mm -hmm. kids, you know, that weren't particularly growing up in the 80s, they still have a, they still have throwback memories and, and nostalgia towards a lot of 80s type type things. That's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. Um, that as long as you were born late 80s and kind of gained sentience. <laughs> I mean, babies are sentient, but there's a difference between like what you remember and what you don't remember. Well, we didn't have a computer in my household, like a Certainly working not. computer in my household till I was in sixth grade or something. So, I mean, sure. Radically. You know, different. there was still a lot of time difference between my whole like household being caught up. I mean, we were sure. still in the eighties in the early nineties. So with nostalgic purposes, you know? Yeah. So that stretches out the, age range of people that would be interested in this sort of thing so that that probably is a big uh factor as to the success 
of Stranger Things. It's even people that didn't grow up in the 80s, but maybe were born in the 80s and kind of had some of that uh, lingering technology and culture from the 80s and, and the early 90s. And from that era. Sure, sure. So that always adds to it, too. Absolutely. And the interesting thing about Stranger Things is that uh, kids watching it now that have no frame of reference for that time period really are kind of probably intrigued by uh, that kind of uh, lifestyle and probably do some deep diving on the internet, start listening to some of the music and learning about the culture from the 80s. That probably... Well, everything comes comes around. That's true. There's so very few new art. Uh, a lot of it is something... Everything's coming back around. I mean... Based on something or inspired by something in some way. And yeah, yep, everything is coming back around. Uh, I mean, I love the synth from the 80s and... A lot of new artists are using that to their advantage. The uh, 80s synth sound nostalgia. And that's part of Stranger Things, too. The intro. I mean, people hear that synth and it's just like, oh yeah. Me, <laughs> me likey so much. <laughs> that's what they say. And that's mostly reviews, too for Stranger Things is uh, like Roger Ebert before he died he said me likey so much (laughs) (laughs) and then he died right after that too which is wild wild R.I.P. Roger Ebert we just make up facts through this whole whole podcast that was the first made up fact everything up to this point I challenge anyone (laughs) to combat the uh, facts in what we've said so far. <laughs> I will fight you. To the death? To, mm, I don't know. I have a family now, so I, I will fight you to near death. If you kill me, though, I will... I'm going to be so mad. I'm going to be so mad at you if you kill me. Would you be, <laughs> wouldn't you be so mad if somebody killed you? Uh, Would you yes. haunt them? If if given the option, if somebody killed you, would you haunt them if you could? If I had nothing better to do, but I hoped I would. What would you hope the alternative would be? Heaven? No, I mean like if what I would... if I was if I was here and I was I had to be here, would I spend my time haunting who killed me or would I want to spend my time haunting my husband? Or children. You're gonna haunt me? I'd I'd rather haunt... Don't you dare haunt me. If you ever haunt me, I will be so fucking mad. I'll be so mad at you if you haunt me. God. What what if you could get a restraining order against Against your dead wife ghost? (laughs) Or dead husband ghost? In the afterlife. That's that's an interesting business idea. A restraining agor... A gorder. <laughs> a restraining a gorder against your dead loved ones. Oh, it's got it's gotta be in a gorder if they're dead. 
It's a restraining order if they're alive, a restraining order if they're dead. That's fair. Christine, of course, checking the clock to see if we're almost done. There's at least another 12 minutes. This is just how podcasting works, baby. Wow. I know, it's a lot of speaking. No, the thing is, it's past my bedtime, but that's okay. That's true. This is far later than she would typically stay up. <laughs> this is like my... You guys, let me tell you, it's it's 10.36. This, this is late. This is late for her. But me, I'm a midnight shift boy, and this is like my prime time. This is like my mid-afternoon, I'd say. But, um... It, now, if you could... More on haunting. It, if somebody murdered you, and you could either haunt them or go to heaven, quote-unquote, but, like, what is heaven, though? How about what is your idea of heaven? What what would oh, you like to see in the about afterlife? Religion right now? Absolutely. I mean, this is. I had if, no if, idea. How if deep anything, if if you could say anything about this podcast, it's that it's extremely religious, so rooted in, deeply in religion that it's hard to talk about anything else. And I'm surprised that we haven't gotten there yet. I but did we're not. here. I didn't we've know. we've arrived. And I'd like to ask you, what would you actually like to see in heaven? Because well, hopefully Dylan's there. Oh, absolutely. I because R.I.P. Dylan. He died in a boat fire, very painfully, very tragically. But hopefully he's in so heaven. Maybe, maybe I, I can doubt it. With Dylan, since I know him. Okay, so in this scenario, you're dying before I do. And I'm partying with Dylan. Dylan, Dylan and I are gonna hook up in heaven. This is the second time on the podcast that my wife has joked about hooking up with Dylan, and I'm starting to think that there's something there. Uh-uh. But that's okay. I mean, he, he's he's more charismatic. He's younger. I understand. But, um, what? Hi, Dylan. <laughs> the, <laughs> so, so the whole idea of heaven is that you see everybody that has died that you've loved in your life. And that sounds fucking horrible to me. <laughs> I think there have been some comedians that have done bits on this, but, like, you go up to heaven and you see, like, your great uncle that you never fucking wanted to see ever. It's like, hello, welcome to heaven. And you're like, oh, hi. Most I feel like awkward family reunion. Exactly, the worst family reunion. And heaven is supposed to be so good. But then you go up there and you see all these old dead fuckers that have been watching you do weird shit for who knows how long. We've been watching Michael and we're not very proud. Yeah, exactly. Maybe they have things to say about how they're, they don't approve of your life on Earth. It just seems so awkward. Like, what, what would you like to see when you got to heaven? Be honest. Would you like to see any people that have died? Well, yeah, I mean, I guess that's the whole, the whole gist for most of the religious stuff is, you know, like, oh, my grandma's there, and my mom is there, and, you know, whoever else may have passed before you, that's what you're hoping Sure. you would be reconnected with, mm-hmm. but, I mean, 
if in reality there's a happy afterlife, hopefully it's just somewhere where you feel like safe and happy and comfortable and who knows what you'll be doing or who you'll be around, but you're just in generally like you're in general, like a happier version of yourself or something. Okay. But I mean, so what, like your mind changes when you die? Like, no, I mean, like, a happy like you don't have the hangups of, yeah, like that you have when you're alive or something. You know what I mean? Like when you dream when you're like happy and you're not worrying about things and okay, you know, that's nice. Would you like to see all the pets that you've had? That have died? I haven't had very many pets, but, I mean, sure, they can be there, too. Is I, there... I don't know. I, I've literally not given this much thought before you asked me. This. this is not something we normally talk about. That's true. That's the so, beauty of podcasts, which many you can have said. ask your wife questions you've never finally, asked before. Finally, I can speak to my wife. Because Obviously, we're not very religious people to have discussed very, like, spiritual, spiritual things. Yeah, I'm not a very spiritual guy. I am interested in what other people think. About, but not your wife. Uh, not my wife, though. No, definitely don't want to ask her. No, I'm saying, that's not <laughs> what I was trying to say. I'm trying to say I'm interested in other people's interpretations of the afterlife but I don't have that many ideas about it myself. So what do you think happens when you die? I don't know. What what happens? I don't know. I'd you like You die tomorrow in a car accident. I'd like I'd like the idea of reincarnation, but I don't know if it's that uh plausible. Well, you wouldn't be conscientious conscientious of it anyway sure right sure sure i don't know i i it's really really obscure uh to imagine not existing right like the energy that you have now yeah like you somehow are giving these organs in this body there is an energy that Uh is making this work along with mechanical physical physiology right science shit i call it science shit so there's a bunch of science shit yeah medical shit happening in your body Mm -hmm. there is an energy there as well that's keeping it going right and that's giving it Mm -hmm. identity which people call the soul the soul where does the soul go so there is something that it is weird to think that that energy and that conscious subconsciousness and things in your body they could just be snuffed out that they just are snuffed out like a candle it's hard to imagine that so there is Especially a part when of everything me everything else in your body goes somewhere sure do you know what I mean sure whether you get buried whether you get burned up whether there is whether a, you're an organ donor and maybe is, your parts go into somebody else to save their lives there is body there that goes somewhere so sure who's not to say the energy that's there can't go somewhere else yeah that's which that that's what uh kind of lead leads me to lean towards the idea of reincarnation to where but I don't fucking somehow know. That's recycled somehow. Yeah. Sure. Sure. It is it's, that is weird. That's it's a weird impossible thing to, to know. 
which is why maybe I'm not a particularly religious guy. It's, it doesn't seem like these answers are concrete. And that they can be found in an old book? Sure. And how could anybody know, really? So I, I hate to discredit anybody's kind of spiritual beliefs. Well, like I, I read the other day, there have been like 3,000 other gods that we know of, basically. Sure, and that's... And, but the one that you believe in... The one you... Yes. Totally real. You're totally right. Totally right. You're absolutely right. Uh, you're infallible, and you need to spread your message to uh, convert as many people as possible to your way of thinking. Which for, is funny. For what? I mean... Sure. And... I don't know. <laughs> My best answer is I don't know, and it's a bad answer. I know. It's That's a bad why... answer. At least Christians can be like, well, I know that you go to heaven. They're like, boom. Okay, you've got an answer. Can, good on you. You know? It At least feel, they it have it figured it an out. Answer. And that's why people feel so good and so secure in Absolutely. certain ways of thinking. Because they're like, hey, I've been told and now I know. Sure. But yep. I, I don't believe in being told the answer. That's to, right, to yes. That, so... And as I've grown, I've found that I've become less critical of people's uh, ideologies because, yeah, it is, it's a smug kind of way of thinking if you think you've got it all figured out so, when go there's for, no possible way to If it's helping you in your life right now, I mean, I, I'm not against any... Go for it. Yeah, and some people, some churches have like a really good tight knit community and you know it's good for the kids good for the grown-ups gives them something to, something to do the and something to grasp on to idea sure if there sure. was a way to have a more natural fellowship mm -hmm. um in the real world other than church stuff like commune type fellowship and stuff i i like understand that because sure to have a group of people mm-hmm but then comes the risk of becoming a cult, which is also very easy to succumb to, apparently. I've never experienced it hey, myself. Hey, someone giving you the answer? Yeah, absolutely. You're like, hey, he's everybody's got the looking for answers. And I think that that maybe is the folly of human, is trying to find an answer to something that there is no answer to, maybe. And I think that maybe if you recognize that you're never going to get the answer in your lifetime, that you're going to be probably more nihilistic, but ultimately more happy. But, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just talking on my fucking ass. Talking shit out of my ass. Shit out of your ass. Yes. Well. Alright, well, we've hit the 50 minute mark, and, uh, I think we've had some good conversations, and uh, this is a perfectly uh, reasonable amount of time to end on. What do you think, Christine? <laughs> Did you have fun? Um, yeah, this was fun, Mike. Thank you for ha for having me. Don't call me that, and don't thank me. Oh. Because I'd like to thank you. Aww. Aww. And we love each. I love you. Hey, we I, love each other, I love you folks. Too. This is fun. Thank See, you. See, proof that she loves me on recording, indisputed, 
R.I.P. Dylan. R.I.P. Dylan. Sorry you burned up in a boat fire, but that is sometimes the way that things go. And, uh, yeah, I'm glad that we kind of got on that philosophical uh, tangent, because it does kind of relate to how Dylan died on a boat fire. But um, we love you, Dylan, and we wish you the best in the afterlife. And we hope you, we hope we see you up there in the... No, you can see him. I... I... I don't want to see him. No, Christine does not want to see him in the afterlife. Let that be known. Hopefully he's listening to this up in heaven on whatever sort of... Cloud uh, nine. Right, the cloud, up in the cloud. When you record things and you upload them to the cloud, that's heaven, baby. And uh, thank you so much for joining us in heaven. Otherwise known as Big Pesci Island Vibes. Thank you, Christine, for joining us. And we will see you next time. Take care, folks. Bye-bye.